With traffic, errands, and parking, cars can be a chore. But a great car can be an adventure, a getaway, and a prized possession. Whatever your budget or family require, there's a car out there you'll love. We're here to help you find it. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. What you guys don't know is that we've already been podcasting for like a half hour. We keep saying All turn of the it's mic on. Been very inappropriate. Turn the mics on. It's been very inappropriate. We try to keep uh, yeah, this, yeah, this yeah. podcast, as you know, family friendly. We will continue to do so, but there are certain things in life that aren't family friendly. So mm-hmm. we have uh, we have a some a mini rant coming. We're going to be I say mini rant because it's a rantable topic. We're going to try to be very careful about. Yes. yes. We have lots of news coming, but as I'm thinking about inappropriate things for families, oh, no. I happened my my son was away this weekend, and so my wife wife and I were just in the middle of a day. We're like having a meal and we're like, what should we watch? And I just pulled out a movie that we could never watch when he was around and it's Team America. Oh my gosh. I don't know if you've seen Team America. Oh my gosh. It's wildly inappropriate and hysterically funny all at the same time. <laughs> uh, it, it's one of those guilty pleasure movies and 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 the th- the thought that like, I hadn't watched that movie's fifteen years old. I, I hadn't I was watched say, the it. Relevancy is what's still crazy about it's it. It's surprisingly still yeah. relevant. Yes, I hadn't watched it in at least a decade. That movie's fifteen years old. Unbelievable. And it's funny to watch it because my son, look, my son's almost 10, okay? And he has a, let's be honest, a, a, a father that likes to expose him to things. He's got a vocabulary, too. He's got a big vocabulary. If you talk to him, you swear you're talking to a, a 25 or 30-year-old. Yeah. He's the oldest 10-year-old on the planet based on his, his verbal skills. <laughs> but but listen to me. Moving on. Uh, so, but I, so I try to expose him to lots of things as I think he's ready. But I'm literally watching Team America going... There isn't an age when he's ready. The, the, <laughs> ever, fa- the father ever. of me was like, this is inappropriate at all ages. That, but I found it funny because yes, when I yes. discovered the movie, anyway, it doesn't matter. We're going to talk about lots of things. One of them is the fact that season five, all six episodes are out. Well, I say that. I say that with caution. There, there's disclaimers and caveats I coming. I say that with caution because yeah. based on what I understand about Amazon's uh, release time frame, it should be on Amazon Prime now. The minute episode six drops, and it will be this week, the minute episode six drops, the buy season option will be available for season five. So that'll be all six episodes. We are adding the one that is, we're calling it on target. It is the BMW Z4 convertible, which is the same chassis as the Supra now. That against its target car, which is the Boxster. That is episode six. That is out now. It's already on Vimeo. It should be, by the time you hear this, it should be on Amazon. If I'm wrong, it will still be this week. So just so you're aware, that is out. And I'm very excited about that. So you can actually see that now. And it's on the streaming services before you can see it on cable. It's coming to cable the end of September, but lots of weirdness has happened. And that's the story. We're excited about that. The, uh, the, the Phaeton XJR thing continues. <laughs> you guys are backing that, which is cool. We don't have a ton of money in right now, but we have more, let's be honest, than we expected when we had this crazy idea. So we appreciate your help. All that money will go to purchasing those ridiculous sedans. You and I were talking about the Phaeton you test drove and walked away from, even though you're not I, wanting the I Phaeton. I test drove it. I am not revealing. Nobody yes. needs to know how yes. it drives at this point so, because uh, we're not quite there yet. We're not quite there yet, it's, but we're still hoping for it. So all coming. of that is happening as well. There is, there's, there's much going on. Yeah, for sure. Well, while we're on that topic, I do want to give a massive thank you and shout out to both of our television sponsors, mm-hmm. Covercraft, our title sponsor, and also Grio's Garage. And as you know, you can get 10% off your order with the code every day. That's standard, right? But if you get the Grio's catalog, I do want to point out their new G9 random orbital polisher mm-hmm. has been released. I am a huge fan. This is a company that has now built their own product from the ground up. Yeah, it's very cool. They've, They've been working on this a and while. built and engineered yeah, it. And as a matter of fact, when we were in Washington and visiting and driving with the guys, both Richard and Nick, we got to talking at lunch about this. And so this was the big reveal that we could not talk about until it got revealed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. publicly, which it now is. 
And it's astounding. I mean, what? Come on. What other car care companies building their own products, engineering their own stuff? It's an interesting point. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, they've gone big with this for sure. It's amazing. So, yeah, good price. I just, I'm pretty floored by this. I will put it in the category of tools I have no idea how to use and probably shouldn't be handed one. I I I bought the Porter cable back in the day. Well, that's the thing. You actually know how to use one. Yes, yes, yes. And it's it's transformed car care. And honestly, you, you hear us talk about it. You hear me talk about it. And you think, nah, really? Try it. I might Dare be you. able to properly handle a foam cannon, but a random orbital, I'm just going to saw my way through something. I'm certain. And they and they build them to not do that, by the way. Exactly. And I would still probably do it they somehow. Cool. But I know you've used one to great success, and it's cool that they've got one. And uh, we appreciate those guys for backing us so much. Yeah, for, for sure. Them. We've got stuff coming up. By the way, by the way, this is really early, really early, but I am going to tease it. SEMA is a weird show because ah, SEMA yes. is set up like a only for the industry show, and yet. Many people come that are just <laughs> there, yeah. okay? And it's it's a crazy big show, and we see all kinds of people. We are going to do some sort of public – I don't – signing is maybe the wrong word, but we're going to have some sort of I'm public sure appearance. Sign, but, you know. uh, who knows? Uh, whatever. At both of our sponsors at this year's SEMA. So something with the Covercraft guys and something with Griots. We don't know exactly what or when yet. That's why this is early for me to say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you're a person that normally goes to SEMA, we will not only be there this year because we try to go every year, but we try to do something with our sponsors. But this year we're going to do something public with both our sponsors, and all those details will be coming. Yep, and finally we can talk about all the details for the Atlanta meetup, for oh, yeah. the East Coast meetup, which is now finalized. Yes, you can all go the register details. right now. Yes, yes, yes. So it's on the website. Go to everydaydriver.com, and you can find the details. There is a link that takes you to the Eventbrite mm-hmm. with all the pertinent information there. And what you'll see on there is um, small fees that will help us count on people for meals, mm-hmm. so we know how many you know reservations to make, so we know yeah. you know a good general idea of how many people are coming, and that's helping for admin comp all that Absolutely, kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. those are what those fees are related to. And it's uh, it's really big thanks to Mandy Combs for helping us out with yeah. all of that stuff. She is just a rock star behind the scenes. Yeah, for she us. organized Utah in the same way. And that is the thing that we require a registration. I almost hesitate to use the term that that firm, but it is reality. We requ- require that so that we know numbers at all of these events and we can plan infrastructure accordingly. There's minimal costs on our end, but it is admin related stuff. And it's, you know, getting restaurants to have rooms for us and these kind of things as necessary. We have to kind of have those costs covered so that we can deal with the admin. So that's all it is. This is an all a cart trip exactly like the Utah meetup. Come to what you want and spend it as you want, you know, where you stay and how you eat and all that kind of yeah, stuff for is sure. on you. For sure. We're excited to hang out with you. We, we've got a couple of days worth of really cool events. Again, you can go there. You can click right now. You can go in and register. We're excited. We have heard through our Discord forum, which is all patrons, we have heard there should be quite a few people. In I'm excited. And I'm, I'm quite excited. This we haven't done a big East Coast thing ever, really. I mean, the closest we got was Chicago say, years ever. ago. Yeah. So yeah. this is uh, – obviously, we're excited about being in the Atlanta area. There is no track day uh, due to some changes. One of them was the fact that our track host was having a dual track day. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they were going to ask everybody that was there to pay for both track days. Yeah, it was we were a two-day So two we're day deal. not doing a track day right. anymore, but we are going to have cool drives, great meals, uh, there's a really cool Cars and Coffee happening the weekend way there. We're going to go to that. It's going to be a really fun event, and I'm excited to meet many of you. Many of you have already given us notices that you're going to be there, and that's exciting. And so we're saying right now, register, come. We'd love to see you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, a few more items here that uh, we need to discuss. But first of all, before we get to the Volkswagen ID3 that was released, this is the week of the Frankfurt Motor Show. And I will position this as it doesn't matter that it's this motor show at this moment in time. It's just about the evolution and what we're seeing as far as cars coming out. But before I do, 
the 2019 Monza Formula One race just happened over the weekend. Yes, it did, yes. Where Charles Leclerc, mm-hmm. actually a French guy, mm-hmm. is now the Italian hero, mm. and he has made a name. I am so happy with him that he has <laughs> made me like Ferrari again. He's shown himself to be one heck of a driver. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. I mean, I'll admit my favorite driver is Lewis Hamilton because he's got heart. And I, I love that in a driver. And I love seeing that. And I love it manifested itself in races. But up to this point, I really haven't liked Sebastian Vettel too much. And I know it's the Sebastian versus Lewis wars. <laughs> I, I know this. I just think because of what Charles has done, because of all the the stuff that has gone on in his life, the adversity that he has overcome to get where he's at mm, mm. and be this champion, unbelievable. And he's, like I said, he's made me like Ferrari he's again. He's good early, and he's showing himself yeah. to have a lot of skill, which is very impressive. I mean, he was driving – where was he driving for last year? He was driving for somebody last year. He was year, with Alfa Romeo okay, yeah, yeah. last year. So he and was, this is you know, the big show, feeder. let's be honest, which is pretty amazing. Unbelievable and he's driving guy. very, very well. Uh, and, you know, the, it's it, – F1 is interesting right now because you, everybody's got their Pepsi and Coke favorites, and you will probably get angry letters for daring to say anything against Sebastian Vettel. I'm sure. But, I'm sure. Uh, you know, various people that you like and don't like for all kinds of reasons, but it, it, this has always been the big show. And, and you can argue, I think you can realistically argue that there's better racing going on, but this is the yeah. big theater. Yeah, the for F1 sure. F1 is the big theater that everybody's watching, even though you can absolutely argue that now the better racing is going on, name the series. Well, I'm going to make a bold prediction. I okay. may be wrong. Right. It's a bold, controversial prediction. But I think Sebastian retires at the end of 2019. Hmm. If you're listening to this five years from now and Sebastian is world champion four more years in a row, then I'm <laughs> totally wrong. And I'm happy to be wrong. Well, and we, we are but known, we are known on... to not be perfect. We are, that, that is a known commodity. <laughs> Shocking, I know. We are, we are not always right. I'm, I yeah. am putting put myself out there ready to be wrong, but I'm just thinking Sebastian has kind of faded as far as, you know, Charles Starr coming up. And, and he's angry about it. He's he's not, yeah, he's not um, gracious. He doesn't seem gracious about it. Whereas every time Charles is interviewed, I'm thinking, this guy's 21? What, are you kidding me? He just seems mature and gracious and thankful and yeah, amazed yeah. and Well, he, that's the benefit and, of being young is the fact that he's wow. all really excited and starry-eyed about it. Plus, he's a great driver. Sebastian's been around a while. But once the Red Bull thing, this is as much as I know about F1, so hang on. This is I'm about to run to the edge of my, <laughs> my limits here. But once the, the Red Bull quit dominating and he tried to find a seat somewhere where he could dominate as easily as he did with Red Bull, it's been hard. Mm-hmm. And Lewis made the right move at the right time. I mean, Honestly, look, I like Lewis Hamilton too, but I think it's also been clear the last couple of seasons that whoever would have been in the Mercedes seats would have been in the running. Oh, definitely. I mean, look so, at Valtteri. He's yeah. come up. He's yeah. an incredible driver, but he's also in the right car. Exactly. Too. So, so sure, Lewis made the right move at the right time. Sebastian has not landed in the right seat, and I think – I think it's made him very frustrated mm-hmm. to the point that I do get this throw in the towel kind of vibes. I, I, your prediction's interesting. Look, I I don't uh, project vitriol. That's not the intention. I'm just I'm thinking he's he's not happy. He just doesn't look and sound happy about things. And you know, here's well, this brand new driver that's genuinely heart of a champion. As Alonso is proving, and uh, but but Alonso is just the latest. Many F1 drivers have mm-hmm. proven this. You can leave F1 and go. What would I like to do now behind the wheel of a car? Yeah, for sure. You will get snatched up doing something else. And definitely, so if, if you, once you reach a place of burnout, I mean, everybody kind of agreed that Alonzo was a great F1 driver, but he'd also gotten to the place where he's just like, you know what? I think I'm done here. And he's, there's yeah. rumors he'll come back. Who knows? But the point is, when you're an F1 driver, you can step out and go, I'd like to drive for, well, maybe that over there. And people will hire you. 
Yeah, for sure. If I am completely wrong, please write everydaydrivertv at gmail.com. <laughs> You've just or the website. increased the email significantly because <laughs> one of us is wrong. Hey, on look every at this podcast. hornet's nest. I yeah. think I'll take a whack at this. No, I, I, um, I put it out there, but it's, it's all in, uh, you know, enjoyment of the sport for sure. And definitely appreciating better racing out of F1. I, that's, I think the ultimate goal. I think that's what we're all liking about it. Moving on to the Frankfurt Motor Show 2019. As as I said, this is not specifically about this event because I know many of you are listening to this yeah. podcast well into the future. You've gone back and actually listened to prior podcasts a lot. I mean, there's been actually quite a few people who have finished and started over, if you could yes. believe that. And we're very thankful for that. So if you're listening to this in 20. 20- 25, we'll say. Hi, welcome you can, to the show. You can write us now and tell us how wrong we were now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Back remember, then, yeah. Do you remember anyway. six years ago? So I, I wanted to talk a little bit about Volkswagen introducing their brand new all-electric ID3. Mm-hmm. You might think it is the electric manifestation of the Golf, but no, indeed, it is a brand new platform. It is their MEB, modular electric platform, mm-hmm. that they have introduced So far, about two-thirds of the automotive media has gotten this right, but there are some that have not acknowledged that this car is not available. Repeat, not available in the United States or North Hmm. America. Hmm. We get the ID cross (laughs) with like three Zs after the word. Because that makes it better. It does somehow. So we get that because, you know, SUVs and CUVs are really what everybody's buying. Yeah. So I, I feel like they're kind of missing out, you know, on a um, large market to well, this is this car to. This is the right price point. This is the Absolutely. price point that Tesla Model 3 was aiming for. This is a roughly $30,000 price point and a over 300-mile range. Isn't that what everyone was saying around when the Model 3 was first announced? And I'm going way back now. But when the Model 3 was first announced, it was like 2016. It's been a while ago. That uh, and, <laughs> everybody, and everybody put their reservations in. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was the holy grail. If somebody could make a roughly $30,000, $35,000 electric car with a good range, everyone would buy it. Well, here is Volkswagen showing up kind of saying, okay, we've built it. Will you come? I think it'd be very interesting to have the market test of putting it in the U.S. because, you know, this is rear-wheel drive, hatchback. It, it checks a lot of interesting boxes, theoretically. It sure does. And Todd and I were talking about the balance in uh, every subject, and we, we like to keep it just this podcast as a respite from yes. controversial things because we want everybody to own and love a car they drive. Totally. That is totally. our yeah. mission in life, yeah, if there sure. ever was one. Sure. So we definitely want to keep it a respite, but we all, always strive for a balance in conversation between you know what going fully electric means, and as you've brought up, more you know closer to 5% of the market. If you, know, yeah. you were watching the live stream from this particular car, you'd be led to believe that internal combustion engines are dead and we're no done. longer. We're, why would we do that anymore? I'm not That's, sure why you would ever consider Nobody's selling those. By the way, right. Ford F-150s are flying off of an assembly line somewhere like one a minute. But Every no, 51 but, seconds, one pops out of the factory. But, you know, internal combustion, that's like from the literally burning dinosaurs from the dinosaur years. Yeah. Nobody's making those anymore. F-150. F-150. <laughs> so, and, and exactly. then, you know, yet somebody else has introduced another CUV. I mean, you and I like to try to talk about the middle ground of things. Yeah. And there isn't yeah. a lot of that on any hot button, button issues. And let's be honest, electric cars, climate change, we're quickly into hot button rakes, landmines. Sure. We're into all of that. Sure. Volkswagen has made what looks to be an intriguing electric car. I'm fascinated on it. I love it. The demeanor, and you and you watched it, and I want you to speak to it even more than me, but you watched it at length. The demeanor seems to be similar to the we're saving the planet with clean diesels overreach verbiage, mm-hmm. but now applied to electric. It concerns me to have 
big, like sweeping statements from Volkswagen. I have to be honest. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And I, I've looked at this car now. I've, I've studied it probably as much as you guys have. And, you know, reading the stats, there's more stats to, to come, but the highest end being a 342 mile range, which is. It's great. Great. We're, it's really we're good. done. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really a good. real car. Yeah, for Fantastic. sure. Fantastic. And as you know, I'm intrigued with the Taycan. I love how electric cars drive. I like the excitement. I like the energy. I like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, name the puns. <laughs> all those, <laughs> so energetic and shocking to drive. Yes, it is. I, I love all of that stuff. And as a tech guy and a tech enthusiast, bring it on, I say. And I love the exploration of all kinds of avenues. If, if that avenue proves to not be successful or viable or mm. financially sure, viable yeah. or motivating, let's try something else. And I, I love that you know human beings are pushing on this. I love that we as humanity are pushing yeah, on these things. And for look sure. at what we've for done. Sure. A yeah. sub $30,000, cool looking, kind of a hot hatch. Well, electric. rear wheel drive, electric yeah. power. That means it's going to have tons of torque. Decent range. It looks kind of cool. I mean, this checks a lot of enthusiast boxes as an electric car that is also your commuter. I see it. I I know theoretically this is the future. One of the things I don't feel like ever gets discussed in the coming electric car Hmm. is the number of vehicles globally that (laughs) currently run on some form of petroleum. There's a lot. And changing all of them. Now, I am, I'm speaking in broad generalities here, but changing all of them over to electricity from the five-story high dump truck that is currently at a mining facility. Think about that Somewhere guy. In to Australia, the yes. little hatchback in your garage. Yeah. Everything in between, changing all of them over to electricity is going to create a supply and demand problem. Because mm-hmm. the chemicals and the mining to get the, the to create these batteries is a limited resource as well. Mm-hmm. Could be argued. I'm not look. I'm not a geologist, but also as difficult or more to get. Sure. And if everybody sure. needs that, by the way, not just for your car, but for your phone and your computer and your Apple Watch and uh, all the stuff in your house and mm-hmm. that other thing. Mm-hmm. If all of that stuff needs that same chemical for batteries, there's a supply and demand problem that nobody seems to – I am not good at math, but I don't think that math calculates well. Yeah. We're always looking for a balance. And as you know, this sure. is called the car debate. And there yeah. are the subjects along with the infrastructure of cars are also open for debate. Yeah. But we strive for the balance. And I keep coming back to that because of all the information that's out there, we keep running into, well, well you're right over there. And well, you're right about that. And I'm not sure what to think about that. But if, if we're always working towards, you know, like you said, the middle ground and a balance and, and compromise to be able to, to achieve greatness, that's where my headspace is at. If you have an electric car, the messaging behind an electric car is you're saving the planet. That's the Dude, general messaging. A lot of it, and, yeah. and you saw yeah. that in this Volkswagen presentation today mm-hmm. as well, right? Mm-hmm. The number one problem right behind that, I will speak directly to our home state. 70% of Utah's electricity comes from coal. Sure does. Okay. Three coal and, mines. And by the way, That's clean coal is just as much of a misnomer as clean diesel. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. here's the thing. If I go out and buy an electric car, I can feel good about myself, mm-hmm. but I didn't really help because the electricity is coming from coal. Now, if you're in a place where it's coming from solar or whatever, awesome. Bravo. Absolutely. Fantastic. Absolutely. But all of the, the thought beyond the marketing and what's in your driveway rarely gets discussed. And I don't think there is a grand electric savior coming where all cars are electric. I think there's going to be in the same way that we talk about autonomy. Yeah. Uh, I don't think all cars are going to be autonomous. Mm-hmm. And I don't think all cars are going to be electric anytime in our lifetimes. 
I think there's going to be ebbs and flows of technology, which I'm excited about. Let's get different things on the road. Ebbs and flows of technology, ebbs and flows of what is the percentage. If you're in a major metropolitan area, it may swing way one way. If you're in the, the wilds of the Kansas cornfields, it's going to swing way the other sure, way. Sure. There's going to be that balance depending upon regions of the country and the world. It's not going to be this blanket, everybody's sitting in electric pods driven by Big Brother or Skynet. Let's just go there. <laughs> well, I admit my own inner turmoil to all of you, and that is my love for tech and my love for future electric cars and what's coming. But I also admit my love for a really great V8 engine that burns yeah. a lot of gas yeah. and has a lot of power and it's forced <laughs> induction, super turbocharged, and the smell of race cars, you know, yeah. all that yeah, yeah. stuff. I, see it. I, see I it. love Formula E. I love what's going on there, but I love yeah. Formula One. You were very quite much conflicted, so. yes. So I, I say this with wanting to strike a balance and continuing to educate myself, continuing to educate you guys, our audience, and appreciating your input too. Mm -hmm. And we're always open for discussion and debate, absolutely. I wish this ID3 were coming to, to North America because I think the market is here and the mm. market is pretty ready. We're kind of primed and I think it would do pretty well. But no, we get the CUV. This it's is the ongoing bigger. Volkswagen diesel apology tour. It, it kind of is. But we're doing but we're doing we're reaching big again. Volkswagen's Look, that, reaching really big again and saying big bold things and coming from Volkswagen <laughs> concerns me. Not because I look, I don't think they're pulling something. I'm not saying that. I just think that's the language that got them in trouble before. Let's be cautious in our we're saving things now language because that didn't work out great yeah. the last time. Look, that drive that you and I took recently uh -huh. yeah, yeah. in Utah culminated mm -hmm. great. ending at the Huntington Power Plant that was built in 1974 and indeed is powered by coal and is one of the main power plants that powers Salt Lake City mm -hmm. and the surrounding area. It made a huge impression on me to, to actually link. Wow, so that's where all my inexpensive power comes from right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Holy cow. And there's been lawsuits against this thing. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's dirty. It's nasty stuff coming out they're, of that They're plant. burning coal. It, it's uh, horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. And I think, well, okay, but I, I do like inexpensive electricity. I, mm -hmm. I like that. I don't like a big power bill every month. Yeah. But then everybody driving Teslas in Salt Lake City, that's where they get their power from. I'm conflicted. The, I'm going back and forth. But this is the thing. This is the thing. You and I have talked about off air, and I will talk about it right now. All of the major hot-button issues that are going on culturally right now, and there are quite a few. Yeah. I feel like what we are all doing kind of globally is standing on opposite sides of the room screaming at each other. And there's yeah. very little yeah. conversation in the middle. Yeah, and the more times sure. we can have conversation in the middle, the more I cherish that. And I, I don't use that word lightly. I feel like that is where human interaction is. That's when stuff gets done. If I stand over here and declare you evil and you stand over there and declare me evil, we've accomplished nothing other than sure. we're out of breath and we need, a, we need a meal. That's really all we've accomplished. I'm thirsty. You know, seriously. <laughs> seriously. Now I really need to drink. My throat hurts. I mean, that's really all we've accomplished. That is what sells entertainment. If you're oh, watching, if you're hmm. watching a 24-hour news station, honestly, what they need you to do is get riled up so that you keep tuning tuning in, so they can keep showing you commercials. I, I hate to so. say it, yeah, yeah. And what you want to do is you want to rile up your audience and get them all fever pitch because it keeps them coming back. But the problem is, it just compartmentalizes all of us into I'm in this group and you're in that group, and we're not talking anymore. Granted, I say that because you and I talk all the time. But anyway, this is this is my utopia. My utopia is that we're all talking. I do I, want to finish off with this ID3 here. And, and 
imagine Volkswagen engineering and precision applied to low cost, but bringing you a brilliant product. I'm all for it. Sure. Yeah, it yeah. looks awesome. The interior looks great. It's kind of like a little tiny laptop in the middle of the dash and it's not a giant screen and it's all that brilliant engineering and thinking now apply to this. And this is what we need. I want to drive this thing so much except for the white steering wheel and the show car, the 30 seconds, it'll be grubby. 30 yeah. seconds, oh, yeah. it'll Don't, be dirty. Yeah. And like, white interior materials white? are a bad idea. Did, They're just bad. We settled on white steering wheel, did we? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's like the white seats with anyone's blue jeans. I mean, go to an auto show. No. But here, here's the thing. Go to an auto show. Go late in the day, like yeah. they're almost closed. Exactly. Walk around and find a car with a white interior and see how much blue accenting that white interior mm-hmm. has now because everybody that showed up got in there in their blue jeans and now the interior has gone blue. I mean, I'm sure actual production, they're saying mid-2020 is when this the ID3 will be available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not North America. Similar for the ID Cross, and I don't know how to pronounce that properly. And it'll be on the <laughs> same so engine platform. Yeah. The Cross and then the minibus and all that's coming. And I, I think it's pretty cool. I, I love what they're doing. And I, I love that Tesla still seems to have kicked everybody so hard in the yeah, teeth yeah, yeah. that it's created this new thinking and, and effort towards these vehicles. I like that too, and I, I, I'm genuinely intrigued by this, and I'm intrigued by, honestly, I'm intrigued by every automaker having an interesting electric car in their lineup. But what concerns me is when there's language that suggests, this is all we're doing now. Because mm-hmm. no, you're not. I yeah. mean, look, staying in Volkswagen, the Mark 8 Golf is coming. It is. Right around the time of this ID3. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like we stopped. We're doing electric. <laughs> we now. get the ID three. Here's the here's the new GTI. You know, here and they're go. also going to do like a GTI and a Golf R here, and no base models, which I also find interesting. That suggests that you know we only want the hot ones, but Pretty much. Uh, which is even funnier, like the ones that burn more gas and actually consume more. Let's uh, and here's the thing. I'm all for that. <laughs> exactly. I'm all for that. But it's funny. Like to we're have not a, burning nitromethane. How come? It's like, funny to have a demeanor that suggests we're we're doing we're all about electric now. By the way, ignore the Golf that we just are dropping. Right. Right. You know. Uh, this is that balance. I think every car company is going to be making all of the above. I hope they do make all of the above. It leads to that thing you and I have talked about, which is let's make the electric autonomous pods for the inner city. Absolutely, okay? yes. And let's make the analog comes with a stick shift car for people that would like to drive. And let's offer both underneath the and Volkswagen a, brand or the yeah. Chevy brand or whatever. And a drag chute. So when you have to stop through the intersection <laughs> and your brakes have failed, you've got to pop the chute. And you know, you know the the, the the work uh, the middle of nowhere is going to still need their brand new. Oh, there's another one, F one fifty. But at the same time, you know, downtown LA on the four hundred five doesn't. Yeah, I yeah. love the V eight noise. This is the fun we're having. This like is the high revving V twelves. I know. Bring that. I know. It's, Burn it's, the it's gas. A bit confusing. Yep. On the other hand. We've got the ID3. And I'm sure all of you listening have no thoughts on this at all. <laughs> no, I'm sure everybody's a blank slate for sure. We're, we're trying to come to a, a reasonable viewpoint on things and, and always take into consideration a lot of viewpoints. That's our goal, of course, providing striking a balance in things. Well, that's that's key. The problem is that anytime that electric car is released, all balance goes out the window because we're all going to be driving electric pods and all the trees are going to grow back. And I, I, I don't see an equal side. This is why okay. Bring a Trailer exists, so we can buy V12 <laughs> gas burning. We're all buying electric cars, but today on Bring a Trailer, there's a perfect contrast right there. <laughs> can open worms everywhere. If you've got your own debate. <laughs> was this a topic Tuesday? This is just a Tuesday it, rant. It, this, was this was just Tuesday. Yeah, this was, was just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for writing to us. 
if uh, you know you feel you'd like to contribute to the conversation, of course, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, also your car debates and also Topic Tuesday ideas as well. We've been getting a lot of great Topic Tuesdays from you guys. I've been definitely archiving those and really excited to bring those out. We actually had one for today, another one lined up, but we will have to get to that. We blew in, past uh, that one, didn't we? In yeah. some coming weeks, which is, uh, which is pretty cool. But we do have a cool debate coming up. We're often asked how we find the cars we recommend because we do a lot of research for the show. Local or nationwide, our searches start with our friends at Auto Tempest. Instead of searching each car site separately, you can enter your parameters into Auto Tempest one time and search them all at once. You can see results from Cars.com, Cars Direct, eBay, and more, or you can jump to Auto Trader and Car Gurus without entering anything new. You can even search all of Craigslist nationwide. You know how hard it is to search Craigslist all at once? You can with Auto Tempest. Auto Tempest can help you find your next new or used car if there's a dozen in your neighborhood or two in the entire country. Plus, the folks at Auto Tempest actually do listen to this very podcast right along with you, and they're always looking for ways to refine the site to make it better. They already have research tools, buyer and seller guides, and are listening to what features users want. So if we give you drive homework or you're chasing your dream car or you're just looking to feed the disease, autotempest.com is the place to start. Heck, I was honored an hour ago. Summer's here, and with that comes sunshine and blistering hot car interiors. I know that leather seat seemed like a great idea at the time until you scalded your legs. All you need is a custom sunscreen from Covercraft. These foldable sunscreens fit perfectly in the windshield of your car, and they keep your car a lot cooler while you're off enjoying the sunshine or whatever you're doing. I have used these for years, and I, I'm telling you, I swear by them. These custom sunscreens from Covercraft are available in a whole range of colors, and they're a simple, affordable way for you to keep your car cooler all summer long and protected from damaging UV rays all year long. We swear by our custom sunscreens from Covercraft. It's one of our favorite car accessories. And remember, you can get 10% off your car sunscreen by using the code EVERYDAY right now at Covercraft.com, or you can follow the link from our sponsors page. Russell is writing to us. We're back to earth with a car debate. Russell is writing to us about his old car, and the question of his email is, will it survive? This is an interesting one. This is a hard one. Russell, you've written to us yeah. with, um, will my car survive? Mm-hmm. The question is... We're taking a dice roll. The 87 Chevy Celebrity. When, when was the last <laughs> time you heard Chevy Celebrity? I can't believe that car currently is running. Forget will it survive beyond this podcast. I can't believe it is still out there, still running. Russell can't believe it either. Yes, he I wrote know. to us in such a disbelief. <laughs> Guys, right. what is going on? All right, so here, here's the situation. He wrote to us a while back with a very basic debate for a sub-$20,000 car. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But things changed, as things do. As they do, yes. Since April, he said, he's gotten married. Congratulations. He has been hoping to replace this 87 celebrity. <laughs> celebrity. I don't oh know why. Gosh. I don't know why. I haven't said that word. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. So he got back from the honeymoon, thinking about replacing it. Hour before the wedding rehearsal, he was driving back to the, from the store in the wife's RAV4 and got rear-ended really hard. Now, thankfully, everybody was fine. That's good. Now, at first, they thought the RAV4 was fixable, but eventually the other driver's insurance decided it was totaled, and they had to get her a new crossover. Mm-hmm. So in the end, she got a 2014 Chevy Equinox, yeah. but that added seven grand to the already existing $25,000 she had in student debt. That they're desperate to pay off. Yow. So now it's between, between wedding and honeymoon, the celebrity was supposed to go. It can't now mm-hmm. because the Equinox is added to debt, so they got to pay that off. So the entire conversation with Russell has completely shifted. 
Which means any car shopping plans for Russell are on hold until the debt's gone. Now, they're looking at early 2020 yeah. for this debt to go away. And hopefully by the time you hear this podcast, well, in the future, the debt is gone. But that doesn't help the quandary right now. And he says... <laughs> because he's driving a time bomb. Well, he That's is. the problem. He says the thing about driving this car almost a decade older than he is, he never knows when it might grenade spectacularly. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's if true. it's got a grenade, though, let's hope it's spectacular. Get some footage of that. <laughs> exactly. Let's have Make rods come through the hood and come ask you questions. <laughs> exactly. I mean, all of that should happen. All right. So he presents us with two buying scenarios. First one, assuming the celebrity makes it for the next six months, which is when <laughs> he thinks he'll be looking for a new car. The yeah, celebrity needs yeah. to last. We hope it does. That means he'll have twenty to $25,000 to spend if he can sweet talk his wife. Hello, wife. Yes. She's and listening. He, he, of course she is. And she'll have time. They'll have time to shop for the right car at the right price. Now, let's say the celebrity blows up. See, which is the reason we're talking about this right now, because I can I don't know if you can, but I can hear the ticking clock in the background that that this I mean, it could be today. It could be never. But it but it genuinely could be today. He could be listening to the podcast right now and kablooey or honestly, he could give this car to his grandkids. We're on that line. It's true. Like your your firstborn is driving an 87 Chevy Celebrity. What is this magical car? Exactly. It still runs. Seriously, Russell, if it continues to run, don't we need to call GM? Don't we all owe it to them to give them their product back and say, look what greatness you built? Please, please take this back. What's you the mileage this on this car, by the way? I'd be very curious. I don't anyway. No. All right. So if the celebrity blows up, he's only looking at 10 grand tops, yeah. but less is more because of the debt. Now, he says, I think. In a sudden death scenario, anything's fair game, but he'd like a manual if possible. Okay. He doesn't yet know how to drive stick, but he'd like to learn, preferably out of a cheaper car, something he doesn't have to be quite as precious much better, with. Much better. And he says, if he could have airbags. Listen, audience. <laughs> <laughs> have, when was the last time you thought, if only I could have airbags? I'd like to live in a world where my car had airbags. Russell doesn't. Yeah, that's We fair. would all that's like fair. you to live in a world with airbags, Russell. Let's get into the 90s. Let's at least get a driver's side airbag. <laughs> Step into the 90s. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. All right. So as far as longevity, it only needs to last long enough to pay off the debt and save for another three to six months. So short-term reliability is greater than long-term staying power at this point. Yeah. That's yeah, at yeah. the low 10 grand level. And he said, I'm not much of a wrench yet, but he works with a bunch of wrenchers, he says. So things like Hondas are probably better than Saabs. Probably, yeah. Well, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> All right. This group, as a matter of fact, they are building a Junk Fiero into a Rallycross and a Lemons car so he can Love learn it. to truly hoon in that instead of his personal car. Love it. Good. Russell, please promise me you found a North Star V8 crate motor and you're dropping it into the back of the Fiero. <laughs> please tell me the Fiero. The it's, Fiero deserves it's the, the North Fiero Star. star. Come on. It's the it Fiero Star. Yeah, it's going to be perfect. It's a transverse yeah. V8. It'll oh, yeah. fit with enough cutting That's and sawzall. I'm, I'm horrified. Friday night sawzall parties, right? You're yeah, there you go. Just chopping this thing to bits. Come on. Tell me. <laughs> North Star V8. Or the, the uh, first generation Volvo XC90. You could okay. pull one, it was the Yamaha V8. Yeah. You could pull one out of there because that was a transverse V8. Anyway. Yeah. All right. We'll so do. We're fifth, off into the lands where, where, where Lego does not exist. This is I going know. to be – you're going to be cutting something. The Fiero yeah. deserves the North Star. All right. So the 15-mile commute does not typically involve stop and go. So that means once the celebrity's rolling, it can just kind of keep <laughs> – Keep rolling. We're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Hope I can make just gentle yeah. pressure on the brakes. Don't That's upset funny. everybody. The important thing is your health. Exactly, exactly right. <laughs> you win all place. You just, Whatever. I don't care. But he's look, – look, the, he is a car guy, and he's looked at a lot of cars and gone, wouldn't it be cool to have – well, I mean, of course, Fiesta STs and WXs are fun, but what about twenty five grand? 
BMW 1M. Mm. Or not 1M, but it would be, be one series yeah, or one the two series. series. Yeah. Either of those are out there. Not a 1M. 1M. <laughs> We're all buying those. I, I, sorry, I must leave. What's the website? I must leave right now. Exactly. Anyway, no. But seriously, he's found uh, one series and two series, both for around twenty grand. You can get a really good car out of that that money yeah. for sure. Now, obviously, maintenance is going to be a thing. I, here's a, a random, random tangent. Mm. Has this celebrity run in spite of you? I kind of think it has. I think it has. I kind of think it's the car you don't do anything to, and it just keeps running, and you still kind of think it might grenade spectacularly. I, I want it diesel after you turn the key off. Does I want it- <laughs> to get in from the passenger side just to open the door. My, but my here's my caution for you, Russell. Are you in a situation where you need to recalibrate your headspace as well? Is any car you buy going to require more of you as an owner than this celebrity currently does? I, you haven't said. The celebrity is a stress ball, though. It's a stress ball because it could blow, but I don't get the sense he does anything to keep it tip-top either. <laughs> so it's, it's in that weird category of I don't care, mm-hmm. but it also requires no care and feeding. It just might all go wrong. Yeah. So I, what I want to caution you on, if you get it yourself into a 1 Series or a 2 Series or almost any car – Let's keep up with the maintenance. Let's get ahead of the maintenance. And you may have a car that is um, more needy than the celebrity, but mm. that may be okay. Aren't all celebrities needy? Separate thing. Oh. No, this is this is from that era of GM where we named things lofty ideals and the cars did not live up. This is this is the era that we're in. <laughs> Anybody remember the Cadillac Cimarron? I do. Woo. And then the Katera. Yes, it was awesome, wasn't it? Wow. Rebranding. But he also likes, look, he likes the Julia a lot. Which is very cool. It's a cool car. He wishes he'd get a quadrifolio, but that's really out of the budget. So we're talking about it would be fun to have a fun sedan. Obviously, manual would be great. But, of course, things like you know the Julia aren't going to be manual. So it's not a requirement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How have you solved this? I've solved this two ways. I solved this with the, oh, oops, my car blew up. And I also solved it with the, it, it made it. And now I can buy a fun car. I kind of put it in the category, too. I'm, I'm actually hoping the celebrity survives. I, actually, I'm kind of banking on that because okay. I, all my eggs are in that basket. Okay, good. good Hopefully good. it survives because... I've got such great choices for you. Okay, good. All right, Russell. I'm thinking Japanese and Korean cars. Those are my initial thoughts. But that's not what I'm recommending for you. Oh, okay. Interestingly. All right. Well, I guess a couple. Anyway. <laughs> three. All You're right. all over the place. To be honest, I like it. three. All right, good. Now, at this consideration standpoint, insurance is still a cost. You're married, yes. so that's great. That helps. And yeah. that helps insurance agent. But... Creature comforts are what stuck out because of the commute. And yeah, you said yeah, you're yeah. putting the North Star V8 into the Fiero, <laughs> and that will be the Hoon and Rally. You really car. say that, but I see the, I see the, the breadcrumbs I've, for sure. I've yeah. talked myself there, and so yeah, of course I'm just going to go ahead you're and just gonna embrace that, it. Got Russell. it. Okay. All right. So newer Infinity Q60s, like 27 and newer, 2017 and newer, are $25,000 less. I had those on my list. That's no good. kidding. Excellent. Keep going. Those are actually pretty nice to drive, they and are. they're Quite responsive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I encourage you to look at those. And also 2018 and newer Acura TLXs are 22,000. That's a a good car for the money. 2018. That's a good car for the money. That's surprisingly new, too. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Excellent. So that means, you know, you can gaze longingly at the Fiero with a North Star and still have your TLX. And it's a cool car. Drives well. I think people will... (sighs) 
the, the thing I love about the show and the headspace that people get into is finding the car that people think suddenly you've run into money. Like, wow. <laughs> somebody is, wow. you know, I'm really moving huh. up. Did How much are the... we paying you? Exactly. Less than your Camry cost. That's anyway, what the TLX yeah. represents. That's a good people point. People will look at that and think, what happened to you? Interesting. Okay. Are All you right. vice president of something already? Are you? <laughs> Who are you? I'm vice president of spending my money on good right. cars. Yeah. That's what I like about it. In between the fun wild cards that I chose for you is the new Civic Si, fully mm, loaded. The okay. one we had in okay. our middles episode on TV was twenty five thousand dollars. They start mm, at twenty two right. though. Yeah, true, fair, fair. So that's a consideration. That is a manual. Okay. Now I love the two series that you mentioned. I love that for you to consider any transmission for twenty five thousand dollars less. Mm-hmm. However, these fun wild cards that I have for you could be in the ten grand or less. Kind okay. of. All right. That is an E thirty six BMW M three. Definitely cheap enough. What does it need? He's but got good. wrenching friends, and 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 they are. And here's the thing: they are actually. We we knew people from when we drove one for Icon. Mm-hmm. There was a guy that was buying multiple, uh, but yeah. all of his ran. All of his ran. He knew what he was doing. He and bought he bought older ones. Cheap. He got them for like six or eight grand. They yep. were M threes, and they had a ten. He, he kind of defined that as you can buy them at that price and they will run, but you need to take the time to make them run better. They weren't like they weren't the money pits of I don't know if it's going to run today. True. It wasn't that, but the day, man, they were cheap to get into. That's an excellent point. But I think at this point in Russell's life, he's got his wrenching friends mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who are probably willing to you know kind of help out. He's willing to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you don't have a family yet, Russell. So true. no kids yet. True, true. true. In the picture, yeah. so I think of any time to kind of look backwards. Because you've got the rest of your life to look mm-hmm. at newer cars as you make more and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, hopefully yeah. as your debt decreases. So that E36 is interesting because it is so cheap. And I see it, it leaves you I with you know, a good amount of money left over. And again, people will think, well, huh, huh, huh. M3, huh? What are we? No, 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 no. It's almost 20 years old. It's a janky piece of jank. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's 10 years newer than the it. celebrity I just got exactly. out of. Ooh, I moved up. Yeah. I moved up by a decade. Anyway, the other is a Mini Cooper S, maybe a John sure, Cooper Works. Sure, But the um, the year that you had, so the yes. the Mini is as it was known in mm-hmm. uh, in the states. It was the 01 to 08, I think, is the run of that. The R fifty three was, was what that what I it had, was? I believe it was yes. So That's those supercharger that you like those. Those are good. That those engine, good, good. as a matter of fact, was a good engine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it the, could just run. And the CVT was awful. So the manual is what you want. Manual's the CVTs want. were known to, to exactly. just kind of check out and leave the building at about 100,000 miles. So uh, you want and you want a manual anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, you can get one of those for cheap. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And it yeah, saves yeah. you money. It could grenade. But I think the grenade scale is more for the celebrity <laughs> than it is for the mini. The, the gren- grenade atuity. He's jumping almost 20 years in car tech, too. Grenade-a- almost. Stop, 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 stop with the grenading, yeah. It, it'll it'll be less prone to blow up. There you go. Perfect. Well well stated. Good, good, <laughs> good. Those are my choices for you, Russell. All right, I like it. And by the way, you owe us a um, what did you buy? You, oh, for you sure. really don't. For sure. I, you, you it would be fun to hear for you sure. You don't owe us anything. We you're, would love to hear. Your if... wife is currently shaking her head, by the way. <laughs> exactly. And I haven't even gotten into this yet, <laughs> exactly. but she's currently shaking her head. In the sudden death category, I tried to think of reliable, decent manual. Okay, all right. And I came up with two. For your money, you could get yourself a Honda Fit all day long or an old Mazda 3. It's great. Neither one of them are huge enthusiast cars, but both of them are better when you get to hoon them than you think. That's the thing about both of them. Better than the celebrity? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I know it's a low bar, but you still. You can get hatchbacks. You can get the space in the Honda Fit is shocking. The six-speed in the Honda Fit is actually excellent. It's a good Honda six-speed. 
Yeah, so, it is. It is. And our, Ben, who shot with us on American Original, has had a Honda Fit forever, and he has autocrossed it to great success. Loves autocrossing the thing. And so just turns the heck out of it. A little tripod action. Totally. Lift the rear totally. hind leg. So I, I think the Honda Fit is a very viable option that will also just run. So if you have the sudden car purchase, like the, oh, my gosh, I must purchase this mm-hmm. weekend, I think it's Mazda 3 or Honda Fit. You could you could go off toward wildcard territory and actually shop really cheap Fiesta STs or think about this. Five hundred of Barts are out there for around ten grand. Oh, that's true. You're rolling true. the dice more going that route. You're having more fun, but you're rolling the dice more. So that's the kind of sudden purchase power I was thinking about. I need to go back and investigate ten thousand dollar Fiesta STs again. Give everybody a heart attack. Frightening. Yeah, yeah. Um, are, they, are we there yet? They're on the cusp. I've been waiting. They're I've on the still cusp. Been it's waiting. frightening. As people are going to start sending those to us now, and then you and I are going to make bad purchasing decisions. We're going to have <laughs> we're going to have our old janky sedan from you guys. <laughs> thank say, you very much. Because and then we're going to random- JRs aren't. Oh my gosh! It's, we're we're desperately trying to actually spend ourselves into oblivion. We're actually not. By the way, that's what we're trying to be cautious <laughs> right, about. Right, right. Anyway, for the twenty five thousand dollar fun sedan, what's a one year old Julia costing a base one? Oh. I maybe hey. two years old. I mean, they started around thirty, and I, and I should look it up while we're talking w- right worth here. Worth it if in, you can find one. I yeah, think. and this is the but this is unknown. the I'm buying one car down the line. This is not mm-hmm. the sudden blow up thing. I like the 228 BMW for you a lot. Mm-hmm. I really do. That's that's a really good eight speed. That little four cylinder is is peppy. I don't know another good word for it. You get the the track pack, track handling pack, and it, mm-hmm. it'll really surprise you on any back road. I remember when I first drove one of those on the track, I just got it going. That is so much better than I thought it was going to be. I got in thought it'd be fine. Well, you're you're talking two twenty eight I, right? Two twenty eight I, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, right, yes. Right, right. I mean, look, the one twenty eight with those things is still pretty good, but I think the two twenty eight is a nice improvement. And yeah. that was yeah. early on in this For current sure. two series. So by now, those are cheap, light front ends, good steering feel. I think that's a viable option now. There'll be more care and feeding than you're used to on your celebrity, but of course, nearly anything will be. He's got Hoon Wrench friends. It's Hoon, all good. Hoon Wrench friends. That's I right. like that. That's very good. Uh, yes, look at a GTI while you're here. Just do it. Just look at a GTI. Sure, Golf R sure. if you can do it. There's no reason to not do GTI. I think it's a viable, solves all problems option. And for 25 grand, you go find one. Russell, we wish you all success. Hopefully uh, this works out. Hopefully the celebrity survives. We would like that, actually. And, you know, I say mail it back to GM. <laughs> Bing bong. Here's your car back. Truck pulled up. Thanks. Done now. <laughs> all right. Uh, like I said, if you've got your own debate, Topic Tuesday, write to us. We've got social media questions to jump to. And I'm going straight to Twitter from Ronald Harrison, who asked an excellent question. What determines if the company logo is on the grill or the hood? Oh, Wow. Okay. For example, the for Genesis this, logo, he said, is placed on the hood. Cadillacs is always in the grill, and Mercedes does both. Well, yeah. Mercedes like, Mercedes, Mercedes. And their lights up. And, and it glows at night, too, just to really drive the point home. Yeah. Exactly. Ultimately, I want you to look at a little bit of history. If you have interest, the website is motometercentral.com. Okay. And it is the history of where hood ornaments came from and what they actually started out as that is temperature gauges on the tops of the radiators because in the early 1900s cars overheated a couple times i know it's strange yes when you know all of our cars just seem to run except for the celebrity but the celebrity's still running celebrity's still running no i can't put it in that category but there's fine right in your field of view is the temperature gauge for the coolant for your radiator Mm -hmm. yeah and so then in the 20s they started becoming more decorative and they moved on from there. But ultimately, what it depends on, Ronald, is the shape of the grill and the design of the logo. Hmm. I'll give you an example. The BMW Roundel. Yes. I'll, I dare you to sketch out 
a good-looking BMW Roundel on the kidney grills. Oh, difficult. You can hear the design team saying, you know, I think we'll go for the hood. <laughs> I, I think we'll put it up on top this of the hood. This should be on the hood. Yeah, let's so, go the hood. BMWs, you have never seen that Roundel in the middle of the, the split between the yeah, two kidney grills. Yeah, I see it. It doesn't really look quite right. And so a lot of it comes down to the taste of the design team. Mm. It also depends on the design of the car, whereas, you know, Porsches, they, you know, early Porsches, the 356s, the 911s, think of those cars. Yeah. Those didn't have grills. They didn't There's have no grill. intake. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So it's, well, it's on top of the hood. All right, so that determines our placement. It also depends on the kind of logo, and that is, for example, a Mazda or a Hyundai is an outline in chrome mm-hmm. or a satin mm-hmm. finish, and you can poke your finger through it. You can you can see through it if you just held the logo in your yeah, hands. Yeah, it's an open logo. Sure, yeah, yeah. You can see paint color behind it. So therefore, all right, instead of just a black, maybe we need some sort of backing. Jaguar has done that with the Leaping Cat. Mm-hmm. So we let's put the paint color behind the logo. Let's put that up on the hood. Mm. And ultimately, it's just a decision of the design team to say, all right, size, placement, all those decisions we take for granted because we look at the car. There's a the logo. There's meetings. <laughs> oh, oh, the meetings. Staff meetings. Oh, the meetings. Monday morning meetings. Are you coming to the logo, the logo meeting? Logo. Have Absolutely. You, were you at the logo meeting? Can I get you a memo? Can I get you the minutes of the logo meeting? Absolutely. Yeah. You know that happened. You and know so it. where are we going to place it? How far up the sheet metal? The, the stamping, how are we doing it? Is it going to add cost to do that? Or should we p- put it on a plastic plinth and then down on the grill? <laughs> I love the word plinth. That doesn't get used nearly enough. I never get to yeah, use that word. That's not, not common. So you have to decide, is it, you know, what visually looks good? The Audi rings, those look, you know, in a larger grill, it breaks up the surface area for your eye. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it's down right in the grill. Because and, the grill's the size of your garage door now. <laughs> well, we had to break it up with something. Kind of is. Yeah. So that is, um, you know, determination of where grills and size, all those kinds of things. It's it's meetings. It's taste. It's, you know, what the car's history has been. You know, all those kinds of Mercedes and Bentleys and Stutz Bearcats and all those cars from the 1900s. You know, you look back at the history. So I encourage you, Moto Meter Central. <laughs> those early gauges were called Moto Meters. Moto Meter Central. I have a feeling that's a rabbit trail you may not return from. Lots By the way, in other bits of news, while we've been talking here, I, I wanted to make sure I wasn't out of line recommending the Alpha Julie in our last uh, car debate for Russell. And I am looking at more than a hundred, less than twenty-five grand. No kidding. Yes. Great news, everybody. Yes. We're all getting Julius? Let, let's not all get them, but the point is they're out there. So that makes me feel a little bit vindicated, even though it doesn't mean it's a good shopping decision. But it is possible. <laughs> this is the difference. Uh, there are many good questions, but I'm going to answer two that are similar coming out of Facebook. Uh, one is Zachary's asking, best cars to learn to drive stick in? And Jorge is asking, what's up with rev hang in modern manuals? <laughs> Those two I'm should glad, be married. I'm glad you're talking Those this. two should be married because uh, manuals with rev hang are really annoying if, you're, if you know how to drive stick shift, but quite helpful when you don't. Uh, let's talk about the rev hang real quick. Honestly, I really like Honda manual transmissions. They are plagued with rev hang. Pla- plagued is not even a strong enough word. I was going to say, that's kind, isn't it? If you're driving a Honda Civic Si and you push the clutch in at speed, the engine will continue revving at the place it was at when you push the clutch in. And I'm really not sure because I have never waited it out. I don't know how long it takes to come back down. It just hangs out there. (laughs) That has to do with flywheel choices. And I'm sure, again, many meetings were had for, for that. There are other cars that do it, but that's the first one I thought of. We, we talked about it at length, you and I, on camera and off when we drove the recent SI. Honda's product has a tendency to have 
abhorrent rev hang. Mm-hmm. Now, the other end of the spectrum is this. The minute it puts the clutch in, the engine drops back to idle. That's the other extreme. It, like, plummets back That's to idle. race car. As fast as it possibly can. Yeah. That is harder to drive. Yeah. So the point. reason that yeah. that is existing, especially in a world where if you are a person, let's be honest, if you're in a big city, but you like driving manual, you are now commuting, stop and go in a manual. The more things we can do to make that mm-hmm. easy to drive, the better. Rev hang, as awful as it is for fun driving, where you're actually having to blip the throttle and feel the engine and connect things, you want to have really light pedals, an unbelievably light clutch. Everything needs to be super light, and the engine needs to help you as much as possible, so rev hang is introduced. That brings me back to Zachary's question, best cars learn manual in. I think it's little, tiny, economy-style cars. Golfs are fantastic. Honda Fit is really good. Um, the Civics are excellent for exactly all the reasons we're talking about. Small little cars with manual transmissions because they don't have a ton of weight and because of the fact that everything is really light and easy can be very easy. The other end of the spectrum is get yourself an old pickup because all mm. they have is torque. Mm. You let the clutch out and guess what you're rolling. They're That's much true. harder. They're much harder to kill, but the lightness is approachable in a lot of the. I mean, Golf, uh, Mazda three is okay. Civics are great. These are easy cars to learn to drive stick in. Hmm, like it. There's a question here that I want to introduce to all of you, and that is Baloo240 asking, okay. why review a car twice, especially when the trim oh, level I saw this, yeah. is almost identical to the last review? And what uh, Baloo240 is referring to, and that is our Mazda 3. We're driving the 2019 mm-hmm. Mazda 3 this week. Yes. And we also put it up against the Mercedes A220 for Season 5, Episode 5. Mm-hmm. And those two cars are nearly identical in all many dimensions, power output, height, with Agreed. all those kinds of things. I'll go you one further. Okay. We just had a YouTube video that dropped. Relates to this. I'm glad you're talking to this. YouTube video that just dropped on the Honda Civic Type R. We've yes. driven that car. Yes. The only difference was now volume knob, essentially a couple other things, but volume <laughs> knob mainly. <laughs> it was you, just but the There's knob. a YouTube piece, and then there's also a piece for TV that is available on Amazon and Vimeo, et cetera, that is that car versus the Focus RS. Okay, so here's yet another example, and that is Corvettes. Last yeah, year yeah. at this time, if you can believe it, we were shooting the American original Corvette film. It was a lot, it was a lot of Corvettes. Yeah. It was, it, was, it was all the Corvettes, in fact, yeah. So we reviewed all the Corvettes in relation to each other mm-hmm. and compared them to their historical timeline, but also from a generational standpoint. Yes. Then we used the last three generations, five, six, and seven of the film. They were all Z06 flavors mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in relation to the marketplace and what you would buy now without the generational headspace mm-hmm. in mind. Yeah. We've done this with the Honda S2000. We've had the Toyota 86, the Fiesta ST. There's been many cars we reviewed, mm-hmm. and you gave a great example as well. We've done them two or three times, many yeah, times. Yeah. Now, the Mazda 3 happens to be pretty close to when we last drove it. It does. It does. So first of all, when a car company offers you a car to drive, you don't say no. <laughs> you typically say, yes, I will take that out of the press fleet, especially now that we're getting lots more. We're excited about it, for Step sure. Step one. However, what I love about driving again and bringing a different headspace towards, say, a Fast Blast in this case, we're going to be reviewing Agreed. it for yeah, a Fast yeah. Blast, is it either confirms our opinions about the car, we're driving it in a different state, we're driving it at altitude, mm-hmm. And it's nice to revisit it from the podcast standpoint for recommendations to all of you where we think, all right, driving again. Yep. What I was thinking, because you and I get off camera and we say, oh, there's so many more things I could have said. I wish I would have said. Always true. Yeah. Oh, man, that occurred to me. I wish I would have touched on blank point. Mm -hmm. So it either confirms our opinions about it or it can change our viewpoints about something we might have been on the fence about. 
you know, I was still, I was thinking about how the transmission shifted and I gave it good marks, but you know what? I'm wrong. I don't like it. Or that can happen. some example that can happen. like yeah, that. Sure, sure. And because press cars are with us for a week tops, but yeah. when we're shooting, we're moving. So we get initial impressions, mm-hmm. but then we come away and we think, ah, I would have liked more time to merit. I would have liked to drive that car for a month yeah, and yeah, yeah. really live with it. So the opportunities to drive it again, not only thanks to the manufacturers, but yeah. we get to revisit all the points we didn't get to make first time around. Hopefully make different say, points. Yeah. You know, okay. All right. So now we're living with it. And what do we think? Does yeah. it, all right, am I contradicting myself? Well, I can, you know, be open to changing my mind about something. I think about how much your opinions of the 86 changed over time. The more you drove it, yeah. the more you kind of marinated in it and had different thoughts. Yeah. And then I owned one and all that kind of stuff. By the way, you, you, you thought of it a little less over time. But ultimately, you know it's still a good car. Uh, but but I like everything you're saying. Example, actually. I like everything you're saying. I want to add some other things from a programming perspective because I mm. thought about this from a programming perspective. Mm. Okay. I mean, the, the Civic Type R is a great example because it's already out on YouTube. This Mazda piece will be out eventually on YouTube. But what we have noticed is that different people in our audience consume different ways, which we love. Thank you guys for listening yeah, to the absolutely. podcast. There are some of you that only watch YouTube. Some of you do YouTube and podcasts. There's some people that are only TV and podcast. There's every combination on the planet. What's happened now, and I think I drive some of the people that see me often insane with this, but when I meet you that interact with the show, mm-hmm. I always ask, how do you find the show or how do you consume the show? Because mm-hmm. everybody's story is a little bit different. So which as is a result, great, actually. It's, it's, it's very fascinating cool. to hear. It's very cool, and it's, and it's been very educational for us. So what I'm learning over time is there are groups of audience members that will see all the content we do, but there's also factions of audience members that will only see it in one place. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there are folks point. that will never see our uh, Honda Civic Type R review of it against Focus RF. They're never going to see it. Mm-hmm. They don't have Amazon Prime. They don't want to pay for content. They don't stream off of that platform. Whatever it is, whatever yeah. it is, they're just never going to see it. Yeah. The fact that you and I just drove it for YouTube may be the only time they hear us talk about it. Sure. The Fast Blasts also have a very different feel because it's you and I in the car together, and we invariably think of different things to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a very different headspace. So what we're trying to do is is create different content for different platforms, and if we can do that with the same car, awesome. I'd love to keep driving all different things. But again, when an opportunity comes up from a manufacturer to do you want to, guys, want to drive this again, then we start having a conversation about can we make something different with it? And, and then it becomes yeah. hopefully valid, or in some cases, it may touch a person that gets to see that piece of content or hear that piece of content that didn't even know the other piece of content existed. Yeah. So we have to try to think broadly enough that can we make something different out of this? Uh, there's a great example. on. We did a ton of 86 ch- chassis content. Mm-hmm. If you're not following me, yeah. I'm just going to stop real quick. This is Subaru BRZ, Scion FRS, the Toyota 86, yeah. all the same yeah. car. I owned one. We were driving it before I owned one. I owned one. We've driven it since. All of this has happened. We've done more than most channels on that. What I find fascinating is the number of times we get a question on one of those videos that we directly addressed in a different video, and that person has no idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had a question uh, in the last week or so where somebody asked, are these cars any good in the snow on one of our videos about that? And I was like, I did multiple videos about it in the snow, yeah. but they had no idea yeah, right, because you right. never know how people are going to interact with the content. So we're just excited when we can get in a car again with some some soak time, if you will, drive it for longer and be like, what are our thoughts? And if we can come with different thoughts, we will. And to that point, one last point about this, and that is being definitive. To drive a car once and produce a video on it and say, for all time, I've driven that car and thusly let it be so, and we have driven that car. Done. Tattooed. Branded. And other things come out and other stuff yeah. happens. And yeah, sure. But then to go back to it and actually say, you know what? I was wrong about this. 
I had this initial mm. impression, but it gave me that impression because I jumped out of that car, which felt different because of blank reason. Sure, sure. So then to drive it again, I think to be closer to definitive means to have soak time with it, to drive it again right, and see. then again. Now, that doesn't mean it's repeat everything in the catalog. That's not the no. point. No, no, no. When the opportunities not. come up, yeah, let's take them. Obviously, yeah. I always want to be in the newest, latest stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's drive it again two years from now. Okay. I, yeah, I agree with myself. You know, that's... <laughs> I agree with myself. You know, many times you and I have watched our prior videos on a car and said, now, what did we say about that three years ago about yeah. this car? Yeah, we do that for sure. Here's the new model of that. And we, wow. And what's come out since that has changed the comment. It's, yeah. it's a constantly changing thing. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. So I think to be definitive and get closer to that... You know, here it is to to do it multiple times is helpful. Actually, it can be. It can be. Uh, Lashy, uh, that's wrong. But Lash, Lashy J, I think it's something like that from Instagram said, "What are our thoughts on dealer markup?" Mm. He just saw a Toyota uh, dealership where they had a Supra listed for twenty five thousand dollars over MSRP, making an eighty one thousand dollar car, almost doubling the price. Let's be honest. Uh, he says, "I understand supply and demand, but twenty five grand? Are you kidding?" No, actually, let's stop for a second. There is no such thing. There is no such thing as market demand, and therefore they have repriced the car. That is sheer dealer greed. <laughs> the manufacturer, SDG, baby. The manufacturer gets zero of those dollars. By the way, yeah, that yeah. is not this car. the The Corvette C8 is a great example. Everyone's talking about it. Chevy will get whatever they're charging the dealer for every one of those mm-hmm. cars, whether that dealer sells it at MSRP or twice as much. The Chevy will get the exact same amount for every one of those cars that leaves. Yep. Okay? If you see any dealer that has a market adjustment, that is a dealer fabrication, and I couldn't dislike it more. Yeah. I really couldn't dislike it more. And I – look, I'll even be generous and say (laughs) five grand on a really in-demand car, you want it, five grand more, I'll I'll go that far. Mm-hmm. I'll get like really in demand and you really want it and fight anything beyond that. You, you, you got, you got to walk away. This is ridiculous. And yeah. the problem is it keeps being successful for these dealers because people come in with lots of money that just want to be able to say they got the first one and they'll pay it because they're going to sell it in six months anyway. We saw that I happen hate with that. the fifth generation Camaro Z28 when it was the hot new thing, oh, yeah. and it was eighty or ninety grand. We're like, yeah. no, and not for a Camaro. year later, you could get them for like twenty thousand off MSRP. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can you hear the hackles? This is what yeah. hackles. This sound is like. what hackles sound like. <laughs> All right, one last question for me from Ryan Stamp. This one might take a little longer, so <laughs> maybe uh, like all sit the back. short questions we've exactly. done. Yeah, got it. Uh, hopefully not, but you're touching on manual transmissions. And what if they just need to be rebranded? Ryan, manual transmissions maybe are now in the category of turbos. If you didn't hear my turbo rant from (laughs) Podcast 432, which means turbos are now just marketing terminology. Yes. Because thank you, Porsche Taycan. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe to bring back manuals. Thank you, TurboTax, while we're here. Sorry. (laughs) Got me thinking about taxes already. Sorry. Anyway, yeah. What if we just need to make manuals? A new, a new cool new feature okay. and rebrand them All and right. they they somehow transform out of the car and people learn manuals on maybe they're part of electric cars those electric folks in California are actually doing this they put a, okay. a two speed 
in yeah, their yeah, retrofitted yeah. cars. Tycon could do this. As a matter of fact, they've got a two-speed. They got a two-speed. I'm going from first to second. There it is. Click. Uh, all right. Slam shifter, maybe? Hearst. <laughs> Bring back the Hearst no. slam shifter for that no. one. Oh. oh. I, I hear you. It could be done. I think it's going to be niche. But I like your point about making manuals that's like funny. now a marketing exercise. And hey, this cool new tech. Maybe that's how we have to bring them back. That's is, very funny. You know, couch it in some uh, a marketing verbiage. Maybe the Tesla folks, the marketing people there could write the new brief about the manual transmission. If, if we can like figure it. out how the manual transmission is saving something, we can probably get farther with it. We're sure. coming full circle on our rant. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Really appreciate all your questions. Uh, yeah, let us know where we're wrong. We're curious to hear your yeah, thoughts, for of sure. course. Thanks. No, thanks for being with us. But, no uh, we, we appreciate the support, as always. Looking forward to next time. Cheers, everyone.